0: Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you?
1: I am fantastic. Uh, You might even call me festive or perhaps flaming. I
0: don't... don't, I don't... What? I'm... (laughs) Hi, guys. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash Show for only $2 hours a month. You gain access to all of our bonus content. I uh, don't think I said it enough, but thank you to all of our patrons. You guys uh, are the best. On to this week's episode. It is Homer's Phobia, episode 4F11, originally aired February 16th, 1997. Written by Ron Hauge. I don't know how to say his last name. It's H-A-U-G-E. Uh, he, this is his first Simpsons episode. Uh, he ended up writing uh, a handful more. He wrote a lot of Ren and Stimpy, uh, and a couple Rockettes Modern Life, and a couple Seinfelds.
1: So he's basically a pro, is what you're saying?
0: Yes, he's he's written for many, many things. Um, I think this is pretty impressive for his debut. Uh, directed I by? I think so as well. I mean, landing John Waters—that's pretty amazing. Uh, it, it, the the Simpsons had a certain cachet in, by 1997. I think they're. That's true. People a figured it out. I believe uh, John Waters went on record as saying, "If it's good enough for Elizabeth Taylor, it's good enough for me." Uh, uh, I think he might have been a little bit facetious when he said that. Uh, this is directed by Mike B. Anderson. Uh, finished tied for forty seventh place in the ratings. Uh, Nielsen rating of eight point seven, the fourth highest rated show on Fox that week. Doesn't say what beat it, but I'm going to assume King of the Hill and X Files were t- two of those th- two, of the three above them.
1: Probably maybe a nine two one zero, maybe a football game. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Could be anything. Couch gag. Uh, someone tries to download the family from uh, the from America on Link, uh, but <laughs> tries to cancel it uh, because it takes too long. It's a good that's a, it's a good couch gag, especially. I mean it's it's dated now, but it for anyone who has memories of trying to do anything on dial up. Yeah. It is. Hey, want to spend four hours downloading a post size video of Star Fox sixty four? I did. Very excited. Uh, we were trying
1: to download porn in the nineties. It was always an adventure.
0: Matt, we don't talk about so those it a, things. It was a crapshoot. We don't. Talk, oh, we man, don't, we don't talk about those nasty, awful things that no one ever uses. Of course not. How mm-hmm. foolish of me. Yeah, foolish of us. Uh, this episode, as Matt has already mentioned, guest stars John Waters as John. He is. I, <laughs> I mean, shocking. Uh, I know he's he, he's he's kind of just playing himself a little bit. I, I get a little rounded off edges version of of himself. You know little less out- a little yeah, less a little, shocking, a little less outrageous, but still a little They're, less angry. I don't know John waters isn't that angry generally. all right, less political less uh out there. I mean he's playing John it's just a guy who runs a the novelty shop right, yeah, not a not famous director writer spoken word guy, like a real real author also as well he's done a lot of stuff um. As it begins, Bart is running a gambling ring in his, in the basement with a dryer, some sort of dryer lottery. I, you, I they, We don't see how that would end, but I, I don't know. How's the system work? Is it is whatever Bart just happens to draw out of there? Or... That's what
1: I'm assuming. Uh, otherwise, maybe he opens the door while it's still running, and whichever one's fall
0: out win. Maybe. I would go for shoe if it's the one who stays inside. That seems like likely. That's true, yeah. The shoe's likely to stay in there. Uh, but the the dryer uh doesn't like the fact that Bart is just throwing a bunch of round heavy things inside of it, uh, and it explode. It kind of rips itself off the wall, and then somehow ruptures a gas line, and there's fire. It's actually, pretty all the kids run away. It's pretty cool. Uh, but they accrue a bill of nine hundred dollar dues, and they were going to pay it with a retirement fund of pennies, which. That didn't look In like a giant like water uh, container. Yeah, it didn't look like nine hundred dollars worth of pennies, though. No, it looked heavy. At least there was that. It does. It certainly was heavy. I would not try to, Homer as a trooper for trying to carry that thing. You need a dolly, Homer. That's what you need for that. Uh, but it falls into the earth, never to be seen again. Uh, so Mars decides to pay the bill that she's going to sell off the, a prized family heirloom. It is a civil wars, <laughs> civil war <laughs> statue for, uh, from her grandmother.
2: Well I never thought it would come to this
3: but I guess we'll have
2: to sell grandma's civil War doll
3: oh mom are you sure you want to sell a family heirloom to pay the gas bill I mean what would your
2: grandma say I'm sure she'd be proud that her descendants had piping hot tap water and plenty of warm dry underwear
0: that is so true <laughs> uh, I I don't know I always find that line very charming that yeah Mar just like she's like yeah my grandma probably would just be like. You guys have it pretty good. Why do you hold on to this doll? Uh, So they go to the mall, of course, which is where I always sell all my family heirlooms. I go to the mall.
1: Well, I mean, where else do you go? Antiques Roadshow, where they're just going to destroy them? What do you mean, destroy them? You haven't seen that clip of where the guy's like appraising some
0: incredibly rare thing and just breaks it in half? I mean, I've seen lots of Antiques Roadshow. I've never seen them break anything. Oh, okay. I think the... Why have you seen lots of Antiques Roadshow? Because Antiques Roadshow is a fantastic television program. Where you get to see uh-huh. lots of where you get to see lots of really interesting, cool uh items and uh like hear people who are extremely knowledgeable about the the fields and topics, like talk really intelligently about them. It's like pawn stars, but good. You know you're actually selling me on this. Stop it. <laughs> that's that is my that's my elevator pitch for Antiques Roadshow. It's like pawn stars, but good. Uh, hmm. they take you to a uh, the, uh, the store we've never seen before called Cockamimies, which is a pretty good name. Uh, and they have a lot of uh you know novelties, a lot of uh, uh kitsch items, uh you know things from the 70s and the 60s and the 50s that are campy, ironically enjoyed, interesting to look at, weird artifacts of our pop culture. I think most people have been to a store like this in their life. Uh, I there's a great physical gag where Bart is playing on pogo stilts and. And it hits Homer, like, uh, the aisle over, and Homer is just, it's like, where, he doesn't even know what hit him. It's just, it's, like, that, it makes me laugh, but it's purely physical, so I can't really pull a clip for it, unfortunately. Unless, I mean, you can just hear Homer scream in pain, which is, that's pretty good, generally. Uh, They take the the heirloom there and uh, show it to John. We meet John, and uh, he appraises it for them.
2: Look, look, a
4: TV guide owned by Jackie Ho.
0: Oh, you should see the crossword puzzle. She
5: thought that Mindy lived with Mark. Give her a
4: break. Her husband was killed. Oh, I know. Wasn't
5: that awful? Hi, I'm John. Can I help you with anything?
2: Yes, I have something that I'd like to sell.
5: Please tell me it's your hair.
2: <laughs> no, it's an heirloom my grandmother passed down to me. A very rare old figurine from the Civil War. Please
3: don't construe our ownership of this as an endorsement of slavery.
5: Hmm. Well, see, here's here's the thing on this. It's a Johnny Reb bottle, early 1970s. One of the J&R Whiskey Liquor Lads. Two books of green stamps, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a very, very old figurine.
5: No, it's it's a liquor bottle. See? Ah, that'll make your bull run.
2: Hmm. Well... I guess it'll always be a monument to grandma's secret drinking problem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, grandma, grandma Bouvier, I suppose. Of
1: course. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, I'm sure grandma Simpson didn't care. She had her liquor out in the open. (laughs) Grandma Bouvier felt the need to hide it. I don't,
0: did we, do we, have we ever seen, uh, Marge's grandmother? Is she's, is she ever present in the flashbacks? Not that I remember her mom a lot, but never her, uh, her grandma. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but it's, it's, Again, that is always a fun. Another makes me think of Antiques Roadshow is when people go, "No, this actually isn't. This is a not actual antique. It, it's still interesting, but it's not necessarily an antique." Yeah. Uh, but Homer is looking around the store. He doesn't understand why, like, why that the stuff in the store is valuable versus why that bottle isn't isn't v- valuable per se. And and John tries to explain camp to him.
4: Okay, so maybe that thing's a hunk of junk, but look at what you're selling. Fifty bucks for a toy? No kid is
5: worth that. Oh, but this is the Rex Mars Atomic Discombobulator. Don't you just love the graphics on this box?
4: No. How can you love a box or a toy or graphics? You're a grown man. It's
5: camp! The tragically ludicrous? The ludicrously tragic? Oh, yeah,
4: like when a clown dies.
5: Well, sort of, but I mean more like inflatable furniture, or Last Supper TV trays, or even this bowling shirt. Can you believe somebody
4: gave this to Goodwill? (laughs) And that kind of stuff is worth money? Boy, howdy. Man, you should come over to our place. It's full of valuable, worthless crap. Well, if you're inviting me over... I practically insist. Shall we say five o'clock? The snacking
5: hour. My heart is palpitating.
0: Woohoo! Gotta love the snacking hour. Woohoo! Homer. John is wearing Homer's pin pal shirt, which makes me question why John doesn't recognize Homer. You think he's he like? Would- well, I'm. I'm not sure how good the art was on the uh, pin pal shirt. It's still holding up after all those years. <laughs> all those years of uh John wearing his bowling old bowling team t-shirt. Uh that that toy gun is probably like thousands of dollars. <laughs> if, if 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 the the price now, gun like toys like that in in box mint are really expensive uh nowadays. Yeah. And also Homer doesn't understand like liking things ironically. We this is really we get to the the core of it. Homer does not understand irony. I mean, we've seen hints of that before, but he doesn't get. Yeah, it.
1: Homer's big thing is literalness he's he's almost like uh drax from the first guardians of the galaxy movie where he's just assumed things uh,
0: he assumes things are how they are and also i find it really interesting that uh he brings up he uses it already in this before that we even get really to the main uh conflict of the episode is i'm a grown why do you like something like that i am a grown man yeah and that i I, like the question of masculinity comes up later on uh in the, the the main conflict but I think I find it interesting that they introduce it this early, before that's even been the question of John's sexuality has even been introduced at all in this episode. And I think I, I I like it a lot. I like that you know they're they're foreshadowing, they're like leading us into these questions of, of Homer before even Homer has any problem with John himself. Homer's whole worldview about things that even like the things that John likes, and I mean I honestly like quite a bit myself. Uh, I I like cool graphics. On toy boxes from you people in your physical media. It's dying. I tell you dying. It, it's not, it's not media, Matt's toy. Kids play with them. Yeah. Same. Diff. The kids have, I, I don't think they do anymore. Kids, kids, play have, with, kids have technology. Kids play with physical toys along with Minecraft. Uh, they, that's the two things left. The tooth there's Lego and Minecraft. There's, there's physical vi- version of Minecraft called Lego. And then there's Mi- the, the virtual version. That's Minecraft. Apparently Lego had the opportunity to buy Minecraft like 10 years ago. Oh, wow. And they pass it by. Whew, that's a bad mistake on their part. Um, but and Homer, Homer likes John quite a bit. It seems he seems to really enjoy his company. Uh, and well, he, he is a very effervescent man. He's he is. I mean, he's a charmer. He's. I mean, and John Water. I mean, that uh, John Water's performance certainly adds to that. I think it carries a lot of his. Of his, just like, hey, I'm naturally likable. You know, I have a natural way of like. Even when I'm being mean, it doesn't sound mean. It just sounds like I'm just. You know, having a, It's just a joke. Everything's a, a joke. Everything's everything's fun. I mean, it it, it makes perfect sense for th- him to be running this kind of store honestly i think they this guest this john waters playing quote-unquote john really makes sense in all the context they give him uh john true to his word comes over to the simpsons house uh and loves loves everything in it uh maybe some of it he likes ironically
5: Ding-dong. Classic. I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? Oh, man, you weren't kidding about this place. Well, I just love it.
4: Do I know you? Oh, the
5: color scheme and the rabbit ears. And the 2.3 children. I mean, where's the high sea?
3: High C and flapper nutters. Oh,
5: and pearls on a little girl. It's a fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got the exact same curtains only in my bathroom. Didn't you just die when you found these? Not really.
2: They just had corn on them. Kitchen? Corn?
0: Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's where they belong. Well, it's true. I mean, John's
1: reaction to the Simpson house is is pretty understandable from his view- point of view, because the Simpson house is, like, far and wide, super classic Americana. I mean, the people not so much, but their house is dead on.
0: Yeah, it, it, John is kind of like if one of us went, like um, from modern day, honest, like regular American went to visit that house, uh, like disconnected from our fandom. We'd go, "What is what is with this house? Like it's it it is a it's a like it's a reminder that the Simpsons are a small town family. Like they Springfield is a small town. They are not. They don't. They don't. They don't have an appreciation for. I, like the things that John likes, the like the all that ironic stuff. They don't they have Marge. Uh, I think Marge really personifies that. And I think that that discussion she has with John about her corn drapes is <laughs> really like demonstrates like John is might as well be from a different planet compared to the Simpsons.
1: Right. He's from the it's essentially what, what is basically the modern world, like where we live right now. Uh, where you guys are probably listening to this. If we went back in time, like Robbie said, that is where John, John is like a proto hipster.
0: I mean, he's basically, I mean, the Simpsons in a lot of ways are in 1997. Their house doesn't look like I, I, you know, a 1997 house technically. No, it's more like a seventies house. Yes, exactly. So when he goes, he is basically traveling back in time, which is why a lot of their, the things they have in their house do have camp value because they are dated (laughs) old. Um, uh, Homer is unafraid of choking Bart directly in front of John, which is again another like everything they do is very much like showing us like look how dated the family actually is like look how beholden they are to old like traditions, even the tradition of Homer strangling Bart, which is like a like the lone Simpsons legacy that lives through the years of like paying tribute to car- the old cartoon violence that bleeds through into actual Simpsons.
1: That's true. And I actually really enjoyed how uh, Homer is not embarrassed at all. Bart calls him out. It's like, Hey, we got company here. And Homer is like, Oh, just hang on a second. I got to take care of something.
0: Yeah. And now like, I mean, it's, I think that's the thing. Like we talk about how progressive the Simpsons are. And then you have like literal child abuse happening on screen, but it clearly is so exaggerated. It is clearly just like, here's ridiculous cartoon violence that somehow it's like it got grandfathered in. I think that's what Homer strangling Bart is. It's just like <laughs> it was okay. Like the first season was real. The, was probably one of the most cartoonish uh, for a long while, and then they just kept that bit, and it was just like the, one of the few things that that stayed, and we just don't blink an eye because we're used to it, kind of. Um, Homer loves John. They dance together, which is unusual for Homer, but you know he's into it. I think yeah. I think it's just him. He's he. I. I I don't think Homer is like anti dancing. Uh, I just don't think he gets necessarily an opportunity to do it very often. But, and he is, seems, he is, I don't know, smitten in a certain way by John. Like he's a new friend, a new exciting person. And uh, he is like, wow, this guy's so cool. Uh, and then he learns that he's gay.
4: So, do those records have camp value?
5: Everything here does. You yourself are worth a bundle, Homer. Well, I could wrap a bow around you and slap on a price tag. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Homer. Join the party.
3: Mom, John loves itchy and scratchy as much as we do. Maybe more. Yeah, and he collects toy robots.
2: He is quite a charmer. Your father's certainly taken a shine to him.
4: Oh, Homer, you are the living end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That John is the greatest guy in the world. We gotta have him and his wife over for drinks sometime. I
2: thought think he's married, Homer.
4: Oh, a swinging bachelor, eh? Well, there's lots of foxy ladies out there. Homer,
2: didn't John seem a little
4: festive to you? Couldn't agree more. Happy as a clam. He prefers the company of men. Who doesn't?
2: Homer, listen carefully.
4: John is a
0: ho-mo-sexual. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's the correct response. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You learn someone's gay and you scream in terror. Um, I mean that's when I I, I mean we're gonna have probably be having this discussion about Homer's characterization in this episode. I think is, aside from just the nature of confronting uh you know an average American's relationship with homosexuality, I think the other big thing in this is Homer's characterization. Uh, I I you know that's, I think that's my. I don't know about... I want to call it a complaint, really, because I think I've come around on it, for the most part, about about Homer being... I don't think Homer's necessarily being mischaracterized a lot in this. Uh, no, no,
1: no. I wouldn't even call him Jerk Homer like we do sometimes. I, I would call him Misunderstanding Homer.
0: Yes, exactly. And I, I think that I, I, he is... like He's pretty awful in this episode, and we'll probably be yeah. he, hearing that as we go. And it, like, I'm not going to defend... I don't think anyone tries to defend that behavior. I just, I think I, I, I think it's it, it's necessary to make this episode work, and I don't. It's certainly not dishonest about what Homer generally represents as an average American white male. Uh, you know, nineteen of in the nineties in the nine in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, I think like he is in his mid thirties technically. Like I feel like he is it's pretty honest portrayal of an average american at that time. Uh so i don't i don't think it's i i used to really have that was my main problem with this episode. I liked the episode but i didn't like really how he portrayed homer, but as i've gotten older and watched it more, i think i've come around on that. But i will will touch on it as we go. Uh we go to commercial. That's in the, the act. It is. And when we come back, uh we learn about homer's preferences.
4: Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I dance with a gay. Marge, Lisa, promise me you won't tell anyone. Promise me? You're being ridiculous. Am I, Marge? Am I? Think of the property values. Now we can never say only straight people have been in this house. I'm
2: very sorry you feel that way, because John invited us all out for a drive today, and we're
4: going. Oh, not me. And not because John's gay, but because he's a sneak he should at least have the good taste to mince around and let everyone know that he that way. What
2: on earth are you talking about?
4: You know me Marge. I like my beer cold,
1: my TV loud, and my homosexuals flaming. And uh, with that, we learn that Homer is uh, he likes things up front and honest, uh, <laughs> as we said earlier. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, John is too subtle for him. I
0: was gonna say yeah, the <laughs> I don't know, like I I get the like even if like I one Homer's opinion is a is is off base to begin with like people do not need to broadcast their sexuality to to please him or to ease his worries. Secondly, I like John is certainly not a like the dude who runs the camp store in Springfield. Like it's not. Yeah, uh, the, and it's like, not that it, hidden, is, but it's hidden enough for Homer. Yeah, I guess so. Like he again, we talk about like we mentioned, he he doesn't understand irony. He doesn't understand a little subtlety either. I mean, that's not certainly not uh, a crazy thing uh, for Homer. He he he's, does have to have things broadcast pretty loud to him.
1: Which I feel is, is very much a trait of, uh, you know, middle age and older, you know, white males. They don't like uh, uncertainty. It's like they want to know how to feel about something or someone, especially like, God forbid, you get you uh, get to know somebody to to figure out how you feel about them before you learn, you know, a few categoric important things about them. That's that's homer to a T.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. And, I, and like, I, yeah. I mean, and that that whole thought process informs everything he does for the majority of the episode, I think
1: indeed uh, until the end we get a little bit of a, a clearance but we'll get to that uh at this point john drives up he has invited the family for a drive uh and of course uh being john uh he drives a giant like 1960s 70s cadillac something like that i don't know it's a pretty awesome car it's a pretty, yeah, car. A pretty sure it's awesome car yeah i'm it's quite the gas if you convert it to an electric it'd be a lot better car but you know how these things go it's been the 90s how
0: can you can you can i don't can you really convert like a, like classic car like that into an electric car for more than the cost of a new car, sure. Oh, Sounds like a great
1: idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Homer, of course, refuses to go with John uh, because he's a, he's scared he's going to catch the gay, I guess. Uh, you know, it happens all the time. Uh, when the family gets into the car, uh, Bart notices the interesting thing that John has brought along.
2: Hey, where'd that cool, creepy Santa come from?
5: Japan. Except over there, they call him Annual Gift Man, and he lives on the moon.
1: So yes, we are introduced to the Chekhov's Santa
0: annual gift man. I think we've been I think we've yes. been a little bit desensitized to uh this kind of toy, this kind of weird uh, variety of things like yeah. I, because the internet makes ordering things from everywhere on earth so much easier and we've generally seen a, a you know cultures kind of bleed more into each other especially in you know weird weird toys like annual gift man. Uh, back in the day these things were incredibly novel and you know i remember as a kid well, hard to get i mean unless you had family who lived over there you and brought it back for it you were kind of screwed yeah there's not really there's like mail order catalogs that you could maybe get and they were still expensive and it hard to like it was i don't know i remember being a kid in and like seeing Seeing this episode, and also like whenever I would have just happen to stumble into a store that had the weird, weird things like that, I would immediately be enthralled because they seem so crazy and so foreign. And I think that's another little, another little subtle way they, you know, they attach those things to John because that's what he is to Homer. He is, he is a, a weird, in intrusive force that is completely foreign. There's no, there's no out gay men in Springfield, at least that Homer knows of. Yes,
1: I uh, thought Homer knows of. We'll meet some coming up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, basically, John knows all the gossip about Springfield, mainly where celebrities have uh, embarrassed themselves. Which apparently Springfield is a a huge mecca for. Uh, I think we learned that uh, Ken Brockman was caught cheating in the Springfield Marathon, and somebody named Lupe Velez. Um, is that a real person, or is that just that John is she? Is, she up?
0: was a real person, and she actually did die. Uh, At least that's the rumor. Is she died with her head in a toilet? She committed suicide. She was a like a star in the fifties, I believe. Oh, Uh, okay. And had I don't know. I I I, apparently there's a lot of hearsay rumor about her death. No one really knows exactly why uh, she killed herself. I guess, but um, it was alleged to you know she was had problems with stardom and so she killed Ah. herself. But she again the the rumor is that she as she overdosed on pills and the process. Had, was throwing up in a toilet and then died. No. Not enough. not uh, very, not glamorous, not a great, yeah, so that, it, well, that is, it's no. a real thing. It is also mentioned, I believe, in the, I think I read in the first episode of Frasier, they mentioned her as well. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Check it out. Yes.
1: That's on my list of TV shows from the 90s I might want
0: to watch. Well, we're going to have our Frasier episode crossover episode soon, so. Oh, good one.
1: Uh, at this point. The uh, John and the family stop for lunch, where we learn that uh, John blew Smithers off and told him he had to be with his sick mother. Uh, which, you know,
0: yet another clue that both Smithers and John are gay. I mean, clue, yes, clue. Like it's, it's also been yeah. so subtle over the years that Smithers is gay. Uh, and I think this also is a, a the death blow to the idea that Smithers is like only infatuated with Burns that is not gay otherwise. No, I, I mean, S- Smithers is. I imagine Springfield does not have a, a huge gay community, so it's not too surprising that Smithers and John are at least dating.
1: Yeah, uh, well, uh, maybe not dating, but at least you know, going good friends. Maybe, maybe going, they're exes,
0: going on a on a, in a on a lunch date. I don't, again, I'm not necessarily right. saying romantic, but certainly spending time. Together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah spending okay. time together uh i'll go when my head, my family I'll, you gets wanna, I'll go on a date with you matt you want to we can do that we're doing we do whatever i mean we're we going it... to in
1: like three weeks right <laughs> i mean sort of i mean it'd be a double day with our wives but you know whatever yeah
0: eh, wives <laughs>
1: <laughs> always uh keeping us men from having our lunch <laughs> i
0: dates. know we should go just go hunting that's what we'll do a
1: bunch of guys hanging out in the woods seems kind of gay Anyway, uh, when the family gets home, uh, Homer is scared the family gave – John gave the family gay. He literally says that, and it's just – it's probably the dumbest thing Homer says all episode. He says some pretty dumb things, but that's hmm, hmm, uh, that's up there. Uh, Marge, of course, tells Homer he's being ridiculous because he is, uh, and then Homer is watching TV later and watches uh, Bart walk by in a Hawaiian shirt. And, of course, Bart has no idea where the Hawaiian shirt came from. It just came out of the closet. <laughs> uh, you know more so this time Homer catches the subtlety and uh you know well, uh, picks he, it up on a little bit
0: well now that he's paying attention now every now everything that happens is just more fuel to the fire of the the fear exactly. he has inside of him it it doesn't yeah. like before he could bar- and I think they, they also alluded to this a lot with Bart doesn't know what's going on. Bart is just no. being Bart. He is not. He isn't trying to egg Homer on. He isn't trying to like he is completely unaware of this 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 uh, crisis that Homer is having.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious, to be honest. The cluelessness of Bart and the cluelessness of Homer are mixed together. Uh, the other clue that Homer has that Bart might be gay is he takes the pink store bought snack cake for dessert rather than the brown one.
0: Even though they, one just has coconut on it. Oh no, coconut, the gay flavor. I, Marge, again, there's, aside from the, like, I I do, I I do like everything about this episode about how it is tackling homophobia and even toxic masculinity to a little bit of it to a certain extent. Uh, Also, just a lot of great character-based humor, like character-based writing and jokes, like Marge going Mm -hmm. like, I made the our our what my favorite what did she say our uh the my favorite Your favorite dessert my favorite desserts pre bought pre made bought snacks bought snack cakes I'm just like yeah thank you Marge like again just I further... mean to be
1: fair she didn't go with the most obvious one I mean there's no like uh, cosmic brownies or zebra cakes at least no Twinkies I mean now I'm I, hungry
0: I mean I would say like I think everyone's like little Debbie of choice, their family's little like for my family, it was star crunch and Nutter butters. That was our little, oh, the, man. those were our two. Oh. Those were the two, the, the little Debbie's that we kept in the house. I if think I, if I could high five you right now, I would, cause those I, are the best. little. I, I mean, I think that if you asked to, uh, I mean, modern day Robbie prefers the strawberries, the strawberry rolls. Uh, Those are those my, are quite good. those are my, I will eat an entire box of those. Uh, That is very bad for you. Don't that's, I shouldn't do that. Uh, But I think anyone's Wait, household. That's why they're not getting the house anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think anyone's household at, as a, at, as a child, it's like, it was incredibly variable. Also, I think the look of those two are, is incredibly visually distinct, which is probably why they picked them because they're yeah, easy to, true. and one is obviously like, Hey, it's pink. That means that yeah. means he's that he's gay. gay. Bart chose a pink thing. Hey, pink's a good color. I pink's great, actually. One of my favorite colors. I'm
1: wearing a a lavender shirt at the moment because my pink one got grease on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, we've got Matt. We've, we've 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 gotten down to Matt's brand. It's, there I'm, you go. I'm or wearing least, I'm wearing a pink shirt because my or I'm wearing a lavender shirt because my pink shirt got grease on it. It's true, and the, the salmon one just doesn't go with the
1: pants I'm wearing. So you know, I'm
0: not a big fan of salmon be fair neither am i the color anyway the food yes the color not so much yeah, i'm not too big on the food myself either <laughs> tuna I'm all, all right i'm on board now that way off topic what are you talking about Let's get back to this. he eats a pink we thing. we're talking about the color pink he eats a pink thing what else do we mm-hmm. need to how close do we yeah. need to, to hue uh the, closer than this oh okay. but at this
1: point uh, the uh, family goes to bed homer is he's having a tough time
4: Mommy,
2: <laughs> I can hear you chewing on the pillow. What's wrong?
1: Marge,
4: the boy was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. So? There's only two kinds of guys who wear those shirts. Gay guys and big fat party animals. And Bart doesn't look like a big fat party animal to me. So if you wore a Hawaiian shirt, it wouldn't be gay. Right. Thank you. I hope you realize this is all your fault. I mean, do you have to be so effeminate around the boy?
2: Homer, I don't think there's a problem with Bart, but if there is, it's probably because you're not spending any time with him. Good night.
1: So, yes, Uh, only gay guys and big fat party animals are allowed to wear Hawaiian shirts, which I wish I would have known when that was my entire wardrobe for my freshman year of college. Were you a big fat party animal? No, no, I I was the the quiet nerd, uh, the quiet extra fat nerd who uh, sat in the back and didn't talk to anybody i mean that sounds like college to me i don't know what's wrong man (laughs) fair enough fair enough uh but at this point the next day homer is extremely concerned uh that bart is gay uh he gets bart in the uh sorry no that's i'm thinking of somewhere else my bad robbie will cut all this out or not you know whatever uh uh, the next day, John comes over, and basically, Homer has to confront him on how he, him him and his gay tribe are ruining everything.
5: You! I should have known! Well, good morning, sunshine. Homer, John brought us cactus candy.
4: Look, John, you seem like a perfectly nice guy and all. Just stay the hell away from my family.
5: Well, now you don't get any candy. No, that's cruel. Take a teensy piece. No. Homer, what have you got against gays?
4: You know it. It's not usual. If there was a law, it would be against it. Oh, please, you're embarrassing yourself. No, I'm not, Marge. They're embarrassing me. They're embarrassing America. They turned the Navy into a floating joke. They ruined all our best names, like Bruce and Lance and Julian. Those were the toughest names we had. Now they're just you. Uh... Queer? Yeah, and that's another thing. I resent you people using that word. That's our word for making fun of you! We need it! Well, I'm taking back our word, and I'm taking back my son.
1: So, yes, Homer uh, believes he is losing the world to the gay. (laughs) It's disturbingly familiar. I
0: was going to say, like, fairly topical, honestly. Like, this, I think, popular uh, acceptance of homosexuality in gay people is further than it was in 1997 far enough along that same-sex marriage is much more widely accepted and is starting to be legal in most states and even in a lot of countries that normally you would not expect uh for it to happen just the first asian uh country just recently uh passed a allowing a law allowing same-sex marriage and even even with that like we are certainly further along as a culture, in in, 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 in just general acceptance, uh, there are still. I mean, I, I grew up in a small town in Central Florida. There were not. There, there were zero out gay people that I knew. Yeah, so
1: no one. No one even seemed a little bit gay.
0: No, there was. Same with where I. And yeah, I, I. think that anyone who grew up in. I mean, I think it's generally more acceptable in cities. Uh but if you grew up in a small town like Springfield is, uh, you, you don't, it, you, I don't know. I, you don't really get exposed to any people who are just like, hey, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a gay and it's not a big deal. It's just who I am, which is a, what, how most people, most gay people act. Uh, and I, Homer's, like, it's, Homer's view is still pretty widely espoused by many, many people. I don't, that's not news, but it just says, like, how progressive the Simpsons are in that 20 years have gone by and this fight is still being fought. That's true. And I'm sure well
1: if you ask people who still oppose same-sex marriage, they'd give you a lot of the same uh issues that Homer has with it.
0: Yes, in the inane ridiculous. Yes. Like yes, gay gay is infectious. Gay is a disease. Ugh. Uh it has to be cured in camps. Y- yes, yes. Well, that yeah. sounds suspicious right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and I I mean I'm like godwin the
1: podcast, but you know.
0: <laughs> also the – this is in 1997. This is in February of 1997. Uh, Ellen would uh, famously come out on her television show later this year, in, later in 1990. So,
1: obviously, this TV show was the impetus for
0: that. I don't – I mean, that was in the that, If – I've been reading – that was the 20-year anniversary of that. Recently, I've read a lot of articles about it. Um, So, oh. there was th- – that was a brewing a while because – Ellen wasn't having any there was the whole joke was that Ellen wasn't dating anyone in the show and they're like well we got to do something let's give her a puppy and then the name of the episode was about it was I think like the puppy problem or something like that Mm. so like and like it was obvious and like there was a lot of television shows at the time that were starting to broach this I mean like there was gay people on shows in the 70s but they were like small bit parts they were didn't play a large role and like nowadays we're a little bit more used to it we're seeing more and more uh gay roles uh and generally more inclusivity in general i mean it's still a big problem but it's getting better and like i think this is the beginning of that i think this and i think ellen is probably the largest part of it honestly i mean she kind of sacrificed her career for a while uh for 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 just the bravery of coming out on National television when it didn't happen, they would put warnings. They would change time slots for shows if they had gay people on them. Like, and that seems kind of crazy nowadays, but it was happening all the time then. Uh,
1: I mean, there there was a period up through the '90s where having any type of homosexual content in a movie got an immediate X rating. I mean,
0: yeah, and mm. like there was a, a show—I forget which show it was. There was two men in a bed together. They did touch. They didn't even touch each other. They were sharing a bed. They were a gay couple. They were just sharing a bed, like couples do, and uh, it was an immediate uproar. And uh, like companies pulled ads, which is now uh, nowadays a lot of times companies will pull ads for the opposite reason. They're they're trying to be more progressive. Uh, and I think what was it uh, I read? Oh, Dawson's Creek is actually the first male on male extended romantic kiss. On, wow. on screen. So, you know, it and that was all in the, like, the span of three years, like, 97, 90, 98, 99, in 2000. Like, those those years were, like, suddenly it started a little becoming more and more usual. I think this is this episode is part of that. Uh, also, this episode, the first time it went through, when they were producing it, uh, they sent it to the censors because they had to. And it, it, the Simpsons, they tell the story about how every episode they would send would always get notes about things they wanted to change here and there like change this to this change this word to this word and you know this the the creators would kind of like bargain they'd be like okay we'll change that but we want to keep this etc um when this originally came back when they originally sent it in everything the whole episode is basically no from the fox censors <laughs> it was like no the you there's a, the gay plot no no, no, no. Uh, but what they did was just like, eh, screw it, and they made it anyway, and hoped that by the time it was going to air, it would they would they could push it through. Uh, but what happened was that at the between them starting to produce the episode, all the animation, the Fox president got fired, <laughs> and with him, uh, presumably, uh, different they hired different censors, uh, and uh, they sent it back no notes whatsoever. So
1: it's weird See how that happens. Stroke, sometimes. stroke
0: of luck uh, there. Uh, But again, I think that Homer's characterization in this is pretty vile. Like it is like he's saying these things straight to this man's face. It's it's like I don't necessarily like think people should just harbor deep resentment towards any kind of group either. But Homer is being like directly insulting to to this man who's done nothing but shown kindness. And for a long time, I was I put this in the camp of this is jerk Homer. Because, I mean, he is, Mm -hmm. he's being bad. He's being awful. Like, but, and, like, it doesn't really line up with a lot of, like, obviously there hasn't been a lot of Homer reacting to homosexuality in the show up to this point. There's just little bits here and there. But nothing, everything else would lead me to believe that Homer is actually pretty progressive. Because, one, like, Simpson and Delilah, Carl kisses him right on the lips. Homer doesn't slug him. Homer doesn't push him away. Homer just gets kissed. And like watches Carl leave, and it's kind of a bittersweet moment in that episode. Uh, there's various comments throughout the years of of like that I think distinctly of, especially the one I think of is uh, I th- believe it's last exit, last exit to Springfield when he's meeting with Burns, in the and Burns like Rumpus Room across, mm-hmm. uh, on the on the ping pong table, and Burns like is like trying to hint at Homer that they can make a deal backroom a backroom deal about the, the yes the, a backroom a deal yeah, about the union and stuff like that but homer takes it as Homer as burns flirting with him and homer reacts by saying oh yeah not an even like I, I might be even a little curious and like homer wears a dress on multiple occasions homer they mentioned marching in a gay pride parade in lisa versus malibu stacy like that's yeah, true there's like, and it, it's, those little things throughout the years, they kind of accrue in your mind and you have this, like, you know, you have an idea of what Homer is and you're not, there's nothing in my head that was said, oh, Homer hates or Homer, I don't know Homer hates gay people. He's certainly afraid of them and, and afraid of gay culture infiltrating his, um, another way that I like John being a pop culture store basically is like also another way, like he represents a, a weird culture, uh. Something unusual
1: for Homer anyway. Yes, exactly.
0: Definitely weird for Homer. But as I watch this episode again and think about it and, like, think about what Homer is and think about what he represents to the Simpsons, his behavior is actually, like, you – it could be worse. Like, this is – like, yeah, I think they did an excellent job at kind of balancing it out so that, yes, Homer is – like he's bad and 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 awful in this episode towards John for most of it, but it's not like he's punching him. He's, it, he doesn't ever resort to physical violence, and he and like they they I don't know it it makes it so that when Homer changes at the end, it makes it feel like it wasn't too far a leap. It puts him just far enough from accepting that it and like John does save his life, so it's not too. R- ridiculous well, it but... puts
1: him in a, in a good middle place it, yeah. it's like he's not fully accepting he's still you know he's got lots of crazy prejudice and everything which is i feel like where a lot of people are nowadays uh I haven't gotten quite to the point where everyone is like fully just doesn't understand why there was ever a problem in the first place uh but that's the ideal spot for homer
0: yeah and i, I Homer
1: will never be perfect
0: I, yeah i think i've kind of turned to turn a corner on because i think the episode is so interesting like like considering it took place in 1997 and considering that we're still dealing with a lot of these problems. I kind of have, I look past a lot of that stuff now and uh, in most, and uh, most of those things in the past are very small bits are, I I think a lot of the time we just accept these character traits that are given to these characters over these years and don't think about how the writers are just trying to tell jokes and the Mm -hmm. writers are trying to just make like what's the funniest thing that could happen here and they're not often going like is this can in especially in those earlier years are they is this consistent with homer's character i don't think they necessarily ask themselves that question every time uh and they just went oh, it's in the ballpark it's good i think that's usually yeah,
1: it's it's something that you could see homer doing in a weird situation
0: so i think i i try and like i try i really i really thought about it and like how i i kind of place it i i'm trying to rethink all my simpsons kind of head cannons this way and that Grant Morrison, the comic book writer, I have to bring it back to comics, considers <laughs> like he had to confront the weird twisted chronologies of Batman and Superman who've been around, who've been characters for 80 years and like how do you re- how do you like reconcile like all this crazy conflicting things that have all have happened and some things have doubled back on themselves over and over again and he just goes well everything everything is true. Everything that has happened is true and everything that has happened is also not true.
1: Okay. Uh, one of the great things about Grant Morrison's run uh, was that basically th- everything happened but also didn't happen because it happened in a way that was different than what was presented in the comics. So all that weird trippy stuff that happened, it happened but there's a g- really good explanation behind it and there's more depth to it and that's kind of what you know I like to see from The Simpsons. It's oh, this weird stuff happens but there's a pretty good reason for it.
0: That's really all anyone actually wants. Yes, exactly. And I think that's what that's kind of what I've how I've reconciled this episode in particular and like it's trying to tell this very specific story and Homer is if you really think about it there's nothing in his backstory that would make him so progressive that he would be openly accepting of a homosexual man being around his family like he's in his mid to late 30s in 1997 his mostly grew up with Abe as his dad Yeah, like he grew up like he was a a slacker in high school. Like it's he works at a nuclear power plant. He's w- way underqualified for the job. Like he hangs out at Mo's, like which is a denizen of like the dumbest people in Springfield. It's and the most reactionary. That as well. Like all of those things, when you think about it, yeah, it makes perfect sense that he acts like this. It's it's not crazy, and he's not. I, again, it's not like it's not if it was towards his own family, which I mean, it it I, I think in Homer's mind, he's defending Bart. Like, that's the, like, that's even, like, when I think about it, like, even this is kind of, like, it really, like, doing a good job at characterizing Homer. Because, like, I read something about how uh, John Swartzwater was, like, how do you write Homer? Like, I think uh, uh, Ron Haig, or Howes or whatever you say his name, asked, like, he asked for tips about how to write Homer. And, and John Swartzwater was, like, treat him like he's a dog. You know, he, he's he, <laughs> he, he's hungry, uh, he he loves sex, and he will defend his family to the death. And like that is very accurate, and that he's def- he's def- in his mind. It's like in his weird perspective, he's defending Bart from this infectious disease. Like he like that in that like and that says a lot about this whole worldview. Like it's pretty honest about how people like it is. A, they're it's a defense. They feel like they're being attacked, even though there's not an attack really happening. It's just people existing in the same world. But it when I think about that, it makes this. This portrayal of Homer makes perfect sense to me.
1: It really does. I mean, I I can't deny anything you said. It's like we said before. This is Homer not understanding something, not Homer being a jerk for no reason. Yeah, which that's that's why this episode works and isn't just terrible. Ignorant Homer. There you go, ignorant Homer, which we can still kind of like because his, especially in this episode, his ignorance is so far out there that it's kind of funny. Like, it's past just Homer doesn't know something. Let's all help Homer. It's like Homer knows so far opposite of the truth that we have to smack him in the head to get him to realize what's actually going on.
0: And a lot of the humor, like in this episode, is Homer being subjected to like all of these things that he portrays as gay and he's just utterly horrified and, and, and the like that's the humor it is not the humor is not poking fun at, at gay people i mean there's certainly stereotypes in there but i think largely the humor in this is homer how ridiculous homer is how exaggerated his actions are just to like t- to try and retain his worldview like he is like basically like like scooping water off a sinking ship and it's just not working out And that's kind of a lot of the humor in that for me is like him trying to like, it's like somehow justify all these crazy things he's doing. And he just, it's just falling apart in front of his eyes. Indeed. But back to the episode, uh, for those of you who took a 30 minute break, we're back now. Uh, we were talking about this. We are talking about that this episode the entire time, Matt, just because we're talking about the things that happened. That's true. Yeah.
1: Uh, Homer grabs Bart uh, to get him away from John's influence, but when he tries to tell Bart that he loves him and he supports anyway, he he, he loves him as a father only, Uh, he's scared of putting his arm around him too much, it's just Homer is being ridiculous, essentially. Because he thinks anything, any little thing will turn Bart gay. It's just, it's, like we said, it's ignorant Homer. Uh, He then sits Bart in front of a billboard with two scantily clad women advertising cigarettes in a pillow fight for some reason. Uh, And after a while, uh, we're meant to assume several hours, I think. Homer comes back, asks Bart how he feels. Bart wants some cigarettes. Uh, uh, but at, at this point, uh, Homer steps it up a notch and takes Bart to the steel mill, where there's some good, whole, hard-working men doing what made America great. But it doesn't quite work out for Homer like anything, or like everything, never does.
4: Bart, I want you to shake hands with what's your name, fella? Roscoe.
1: Roscoe here runs this
4: mill. He's going to show us around and let you get a first-hand look at real all-American Joes doing what they do best.
3: Why the hell would I want to see that?
4: You'll thank me on your wedding night. Hey, listen up. I want all of you to say hello to the Simpsons. Hello? (gasps) Has the whole world gone
6: insane? Stand still. There's a spark in your hair. Oh, you gotta get it. Get mm-hmm. it.
4: Hot stuff coming through.
3: Ah! Dad, why did you bring me to a gay steel mill?
4: I don't know. This is a nightmare. You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh my God, what's now? We work hard. We play hard. <laughs>
1: and yes uh at this point poor homer has had to run away from the steel mill because he did not realize that uh the entire thing was gay like every man who works there is gay that's that's a very odd steel mill but sure uh, th- maybe there's one out there
0: it's it's they're just trying to take care of their own Matt. just trying to like hey we you know gay there steel workers need work too and gay steel workers need work you know make sure they hire uh gay steel workers to help make sure they get a nice steady uh paycheck fair enough i don't know it's a very, it's a very funny image, and it, and it, it, I think it, the, the thing it achieves other than like it's funny that Homer is like trapped in this environment that he hates so much, is that it, it really represents how Homer is viewing the world now. With like this fear being activated, he is suddenly like, totally everything he sees is gay, and everywhere he goes, all he, it's reinforcing his worst fears. It's a recency bias, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's the smart way to say it. That's why you're
1: here, Matt. Well, that's what we tried to do.
0: <laughs> what does recency bias mean?
1: Uh, it basically means that your brain looks for things that you've seen recently. So if you've ever had the thought that, hey, I just learned about this cool new thing and now I'm seen everywhere, that's recency
0: bias. See? We learned something today. <laughs> I try. Um, and, like, I, this, is, this trend is, like I mentioned before, like, you're – Homer immediately questions John like why he likes these toys and all the campy stuff he's like well you're a grown man and now you're like now Homer tries to instill that in Bart you know he tries to take it puts him in front of the cigarettes uh, because there's ladies in the advertisement, uh, and then he takes him to steel mill like it's a manly job and uh, when we come back they are talking about uh, gay industry at Moe's
4: and the entire steel mill was gay where you been
6: Homer Tire Steel Industries, gay. Yeah, aerospace, too, and the railroads. And you know what else? Broadway.
4: Yeah, I always saw Barton grow up to be just like us. What happened?
6: Oh, it ain't no mystery. Whole modern world's got a swishifying effect on kids today, and their MTVs and their diet sodas ain't gonna set 'em straight neither. You gotta do it yourself, Homer, and you gotta do it fast.
4: But what would turn Bart into a
6: man fast? You have to think for me. Well, let's see now. Uh, time was, you send a boy off to war, shooting a man, fix him right up. But there's not even any wars no more. Thank you very much, Warren Christopher.
4: Hey, better yet, Bart could shoot a deer. That's like
6: shooting a beautiful man. Hey, he's right, Homer. After the boy bags a deer, all the diet sodas in the world won't turn him back. Then you just sit back and watch the grandkids roll in.
0: Hunting, eh? <laughs> That's a good. It really is like shooting a beautiful man. <laughs> That's a really good line uh, from Barney. Uh, again, like, and so the solution to, to keep home to keep Bart straight, to keep him from turning gay, is to make him a man, so to speak, and t- to take him hunting. To kill a deer, which is like killing a beautiful man, like Marty said. Uh, so Homer runs down to Cocky where the the family's hanging out with uh, with John, and uh, basically takes him. We're, uh, and says we're we're gonna go hunting.
4: Stand aside, March. I'm taking the boy deer hunting. He's going to grow up straight for once. What? You never went hunting before, and you're perfectly straight. Oh, yeah? How long since you've had a baby?
3: But, Dad, is barbaric. How does killing a deer make you more of a man?
4: It just does. Name me one gay Indian. Uh-oh. Something's gonna die. But out, Budinsky. What would you know about hunting?
5: I know this much. I wouldn't wear that hideous hat. Here, take this one. It was worn by Yale Summers in Ductari.
4: Hang on to it, Toy Boy. You might need it when it starts raining naked lady.
1: Uh, okay. Naked ladies, hats. Very important to have hats on for naked ladies. It's what it's only real reason to wear a hat, to be honest. I mean, it also keeps the sun off your head. Yeah, but you're not really scared of that. You're scared of being hit in the head by naked ladies, or if you're Homer, you are.
0: I mean, I, it, honestly, <laughs> naked ladies falling from the sky, even the, the smallest of naked ladies falling from the sky would do a tremendous amount of damage.
1: That's true. That's true. But, uh, you know, at least where I live, that's not happening that much.
0: No, it doesn't happen here either. I don't think it happens really anywhere. I mean, the thing I picked up really on this episode is not only is, you know, the Homer, it's not only confronting homophobia, it is also confronting the idea of masculinity. And what, what masculinity is, I think the idea of toxic masculinity is an idea that's only a, a, like a topic that's really only entered mainstream consciousness very relatively recently. I think you don't really see it talked about a lot, uh, It's I think is a vitally important uh, topic and idea to, to discuss and confront uh, about how men are socialized. And this is confronting that directly. Like, they literally, like, Mo is, like, proposing, oh, well, we just send them off to war. And they would shoot other people. And they would become men. And that, like, as a substitute, they just take them hunting where they kill animals. Like, violence. That's, is, that's not how you make a man? I'm, I'm so confused. Uh, I know. Well, exactly. Like, that is, I mean, it's still quite a pop, like, it, that, again, Along with the homophobia, it is a thing we are definitely still fighting about. How it is okay for people like men to not be socialized into this culture of like being a man means you're big and strong and you commit violence. Like it's just it's crazy. Like I'm not necessarily denigrating hunting, but hunting, like hunting solely for the sake of murder, uh, murder of animals. I I definitely not a fan of that. Um, yes, you must absolutely
1: always uh use all the animal, or you're a jerk.
0: I mean, yeah, I would say hunting is certainly. I, there's, we, we touched on this in at least of the vegetarian. There's anyone who eats meat is kind of complicit with pretty awful farming practices that do a lot of damage to animals that not one hunter will ever do in their entire life. So I'm not gonna say that you know hunters really well, yeah. or anything. Uh, I'm merely saying that by you know they're suggesting, well, we'll have Bart commit violence and that makes him a man. And, right, I, like, both Marge and Lisa object to it immediately, and, like, I like your note here, Matt, because, obviously, that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is pretty obvious. It's obvious. You can say that. And I think both of us, and a lot, most people probably listening, are like, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't just like it's a this is a, a pretty rough scene, he, uh, like scenes here where we're watching Bart like be dragged along and like into something he's completely unaware of. He doesn't know why any of this is happening, actually. And as a like when I'm a, a boy, when I was a boy, like this stuff is just thrown at you relentlessly.
1: Oh yeah, it's like this, this is how you be a man. These these." weirdly stupid things
0: yes and i think it is vitally important because it is how we progress as a society to confront these ideas of what that what it means to be uh to, to what masculinity means like it is okay to to lift weights to go hunting but to do it because you enjoy your hobbies not because you need to do it to embrace some sort of weird ideal of what a man is it's it's
1: essentially gatekeeping it's it's someone saying hey you know you're not a man unless you do this kind of thing that's that's what it comes down to is we are the arbiters of what manliness is and we say that you are not part of that uh when what it really should be is everyone gets to define their own manliness
0: yes and and like and it is set in direct opposition to homosexuality in this like it is they are presupposing that john is somehow less of a man because he's gay which is decidedly right. not true as well. And, like, all these things are linked. And I think re-watching this, it is actually... They do a tremendous job at kind of laying all this out. And this being on popular television in 1997 is pretty staggering to me, actually.
1: It actually, like, I... It really is. I mean, you never would have seen this in, like, any other show at the time. I'm I frankly incredibly surprised they got away with it
0: yes and like them and like it's not just the the concept of it I think the execution is vitally important and they do a tremendous job uh they're they they take Bart it's Mo Barney and Homer going uh going hunting with Bart uh Homer wearing his flannels he's never gone hunting before in his entire life which is another thing and even homer question in that previous clip homer questioning his own sexuality he's like are you sure i'm not turning gay we haven't had a kid in a while it's just it's utter, yeah. it's utter ridiculousness uh bart makes a, uh, a a statement about him thinking hunting is a little gay
4: today you're gonna be a man bart
3: you guys gonna teach me to drive
0: Oh, yeah, let a Twinkle Toes drive Betsy right.
4: (laughs) No, boy. You can't drive. You're only ten. You're going hunting. You ever been hunting before, there, Barty?
3: Nope. Something about a bunch of guys alone together in the woods. Seems kind of gay.
0: That is a
4: very immature attitude, young man.
0: yeah yeah how dare he think that (laughs) exactly homer Homer cannot take it he can give it but he cannot take it which is so often the case it's very much like john is like uh gracious to the point of absurdity with homer's insults but one time bart questions homer's motivation at all even joking homer just can't can't handle it uh they go hunting and nothing they they like I, i i've never gone hunting myself but from what I glean, uh, it is often, it is a lot like fishing in which most of the time you're just sitting around waiting. Uh, Sounds about right. So that's what happens. They get Barney gets drunk, uh, but that's about all that happens. So they, they leave, they're disappointed, uh, and uh, they don't know what to do next. Come oh, on, don't take it so hard, Homer.
6: Still got that other kid, uh, Lisa. Let's uh, take her out hunting tomorrow. Make her into a man. Oh,
4: she'd never go. She's a vegetarian.
6: Oh, jeez, Homer, jeez. You and Marge ain't cousins, are you?
4: No. This whole thing is my fault. I've been a lousy dad. Cheer up, Homer.
6: Christmas is coming early this year.
0: Uh, so... Yes. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Yes. They decide, uh... Well, I, again, all these talks, like, really do a great – these little conversations do a great job of, like – like, I relate this episode very closely, at least to the vegetarian. I think it has actually a, a pretty – that's a good parallel for it, and it just is – this is, in, is dealing with a different part of our culture. And in this case, it's Bart dealing with it, with Homer's – and Bart's relationship being on the line instead of Bart and Homer and Lisa's relationship. Um, Mo doesn't – can't comprehend either gay or vegetarianism. Was what we've learned. No,
1: because they're they're slightly different from
0: what he knows. <laughs> I guess that's that is true. Um, they they we we see that they're they are on the way, uh, to 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 the Christmas village, I guess, uh, which is insane. Uh, and because they have reindeer there, like year round, I guess. Yeah, well, I assume they don't kill the
1: reindeer at the end of the season. They just. When it comes time to shut down Christmas Village, they just, you know,
0: have them hang out for the year. I would think they would move them to another place further north. You would think so. I don't know. Uh, But Homer wants Bart to kill one of the reindeer because he believes for some reason that will make Bart a man. Did he say where they were going?
3: No, they were just going to find a deer and make Bart shoot it.
0: Deer <laughs> not
5: around here. They all migrated north from the state park converted to astroturf.
3: But if there's no deer out there, then what are they hunting?
5: Well the only thing around here that's even close to deer is
4: Hey boy, wake up. Your old man found some deer. Huh?
2: You did? Wait, man, those are reindeer.
4: Yeah, and it's your shot, son.
2: What? I'm not going to
4: shoot a reindeer in a pan. Come on, Bart. Be a sport and kill Blitzen, okay?
2: Dad!
4: Oh, criminy. Here come the waterworks. Bart, I'm going to turn my back, and when I turn around, I want to see a whole pile of dead
0: reindeer. Uh, So, again, and again, they do a good job of escalating this. It is like Homer just going further and further and further to try and justify de- defending his son. and. Like Bart having to kill a deer out in the woods is one thing, and then and now he's having to kill a reindeer that is captive. Like, it's there's not there's no hunting, this is just straight up like execution.
1: Yeah, this is this is what you do, uh, and like, uh, oh, you want some reindeer meat? Let me go get you some.
0: I mean, and it's this is not a farm, Bart and Homer don't, don't work on a farm, they're not this is not. This is like Bart using a rifle to murder a full-grown reindeer for no real reason. Uh, And we, they uh, Homer and the guys turn around, they hear a crack. They think Bart shot one and they're happy at first, but then they realize that the crack was Bart. Thankfully. I mean, and I kind of, I'm, I'm, I am like proud of Bart in this moment. I feel like I'm a parent. Like I feel proud of Bart. It, it makes sense in Bart's character because Bart routinely, uh, like doesn't do what his parents say. It is just in this case, it feels like he's actually standing up for the right thing. Like, which I, is weird for Bart. It is, it is. I mean, he, he's done it before, but it just, it, I, it's a weird feeling for me. Like I'm proud of a fictional character. It's just like, yeah, that's good job, Bart. Well, to be
1: fair, you're, you're, you're proud of the writers who wrote him.
0: <laughs> that's also I mean, yes, that if we want to go into a deeper level of <laughs> meta narrative or something, but the reindeer are, are butting heads. I think that pen is probably too small for the amount of reindeer they have. But yeah, seriously, they they butt heads. They are getting riled up because there's intruders in their in their territory, I assume. And uh, they start going crazy, uh, which is a frightening thing because deer and reindeer and all, any animal that size are incredibly dangerous. And <laughs> when they're close to you. And I think yep. that I guess Homer Homer Moe and Barney it doesn't surprise me they don't understand that because they've never gone hunting before uh so they don't understand that yes these animals are incredibly dangerous can easily kill you one on one and then there's a whole herd of them uh they all hide well Moe and Mo and Barney hide which is I mean the smart thing to do i unsurprising yeah I would think there'd be more room under one of those one of those uh like tins like they could fit Homer and Bart underneath those things uh but Homer and Bart are left out in the open. Homer, like uh, he and you can draw the parallels here. He defends Bart in this instance, which is what he thinks he's been doing this entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. He he grabs Bart uh and starts getting attacked by reindeer. Uh luckily John shocking. <laughs> yeah, shocking. Luckily, John and uh and Santa Claus well excuse me, uh uh annual gift man show up to save the day. Son, there comes a time
4: in every father's life when he must. Dad, are you hurt? Just my bones and organs. What the-
3: Look,
6: it's
3: Santa Claus! Whoa, it's Santa, all right, and he is kicking ass!
4: It's a miracle.
5: No, ultra
1: suede is a miracle. This is just good timing. So, annual gift man and John save the day. Indeed, you. well, anyone with missiles in their arms should have a pretty easy day, easy time saving the day.
0: I guess so. so I don't i i like this version of santa
1: well he's a little more kick-ass you know
0: he he is uh so john saves the day uh mo and barney poke their heads out are immediately like despite all their grandstanding against uh gay people earlier are immediately uh quiet and like what's the word Uh, like humble they're they are yeah yeah humble's a good one uh homer uh Stands up for John, and we see, we basically see Homer has has grown a little bit.
2: Hmm, you feel softer
5: than
0: before.
2: I've been tenderized. How'd you know that thing would work?
0: Well, the sound is
5: just brutal, and I figured reindeer would naturally be afraid of their cruel master Santa Claus. I mean, wouldn't you be?
4: <laughs> is it okay to come out now, Mr. Gay
6: Man, sir? I'll do anything you say. Anything. Oh, uh, Moe. We were saved by a sissy. Yeah, yeah, we'll never live it down. Oh, boy, it looks like it's suicide again for me.
4: Hey, we owe this guy, and I don't want you calling him a sissy. This guy's a fruit, and a f- No, wait, 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 queer, queer, queer. That's what you like to be called, right? Well, that or John.
3: This is about as tolerant as Dad gets, so you should be flattered.
5: Great. Well, Homer, I won your respect, and all I had to do was save your life. Now, if every gay man could just do the same,
4: you'd be set. Amen to that. That's
1: all it takes. All you have to do is, is save Homer's life, and he'll, he'll respect you. He'll, sl- he'll shift his worldview so slightly
0: if you save his life. Well, I mean, what else would you expect him to do, Robbie? I mean, uh, <laughs> I know, how does somebody I, gain your respect? I don't know. I, I guess, I, it, I mean... I guess that is the appropriate reaction is, Hey, you can, I'll I'll respect you. Once you save my life. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Um, they're, uh, going home and Homer tells Bart that he can be whatever he wants. You know, Bart, maybe it's just a concussion
4: talking, but any way you choose to live your life is okay with me. Huh? He
3: thinks you're gay. He thinks I'm gay.
0: I could have, I, I. Oh, you didn't catch the whole song. I now didn't. I'm, I, I'm not lying. I did actually. Li- I listened to the entire thing. <laughs> I, I just sat there and listened to the entire song. I it's a good song. It's a. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I get nostalgic for all those, all those songs, <laughs> that I probably would have dismissed immediately at the time. Now I'm suddenly, oh, yeah. like now I'm like, oh yeah, it's a good song. It's catchy. Um, so you know that just shows. Like Bart is completely unaware. He's oblivious of all these things that are happening like he's his behavior in Wait, this What he did why yeah he's like completely oblivious to homer's like to why homer was doing all these things to him you know he he just thought i'm like he was never not just being himself and i, I like that just makes it even more clear about like how like ridiculous homer's behavior is like and how behavior of children like think like reading into children's behavior like oh they're acting gay or not like kids don't yeah. even if they have a conception of what that is it's oftentimes really weird and distorted like everything they encounter in life because they get a, such a small picture of the world so you can't like it's insane to read into it and like it just it makes Homer's behavior even that more ridiculous
1: yeah cuz he doesn't understand how i don't want to say dumb kids are maybe inexperienced is better naive <laughs> Naive. There's a good
0: one. Yeah, kids. Kids, kids are naive. They, and like they don't. They just don't. They, they just. They have ver- their perspective is so limited. Like every. Yeah. Like they don't. They don't have access to nearly any. Like nearly the amount of information that adults get to. And even if they get a lot of it, it's just hard for harder for them to parse because their brains aren't developed yet. They're children. There you go. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, the, the the episode ends with uh a wish uh, let's see a, a dedication to the steel workers of america uh telling them to, to <laughs> keep, keep reaching for that rainbow keep reaching for that rainbow which is great it's fantastic and the song um i don't know i i've always liked this episode i i i, I like i've i mentioned earlier i've always kind of considered it a, a little bit of a jerk homer episode i've like i respect this episode a lot more now i really like this is it again this is another like this is probably actually tops like the couple other surprise ones where I go, Oh wow. I didn't realize how actually good this was, you know? Yeah. Th- this is one of them. I I'm, this is r- risen much higher in my personal, like Simpsons episode rankings. I, I, this is, it's very good. I think like, well, it's, I, I think as we get older, we recognize what they were trying to do
1: here and it, it hits better.
0: Yeah. And like, I immediately go, it's like, I, I think I have been pretty critical of like the causes episodes. Like, you know uh, Lisa the vegetarian is certainly one of them but you know there's a, a, several of these episodes where they kind of con- immigration with the with a poo like they confront topics and i think they meet generally meet with varying success uh i think this is actually the one that is probably the best i think it is the best at, the best at confronting uh our culture
1: mm-hmm I would definitely agree. Uh, I mean, there are a few. I mean, the vegetarian one wasn't that bad, yeah, but I really feel I, like this one I think least at least the kind of...
0: vegetarian is very good, but I think it is actually succeeds more on the, on a Lisa-Homer relationship level. I don't think it necessarily functions super well on, like, here's why we should be vegetarians.
1: Not on here's why we should be vegetarians, but here's why vegetarians and meat eaters can coexist.
0: Yes, exactly. It's, it's, it's more about how we can cooperate in society, and this is definitely confronting more directly – uh, homophobia and to a certain extent toxic toxic masculinity and i think it like i don't think of this as a homer bart relationship episode i think of it as it is a homer and like homer and john waters episode really it is uh, yeah. and I, I i don't think we've mentioned it enough john waters does a tremendous job in this episode he oh yeah i mean you think he had been a voice actor his entire life he he really does like that it's a very subtle area where he can be self-effacing and gracious when Homer is being ridiculous towards him while still maintaining like clearly, you know, his measure of the, he, you never feel like where he questions himself. He never, he never pities himself. You know, John is like an actually like a a cool guy because of that. Like he has his self-esteem and self-worth is not rooted in what culture and what society views him, views him as he is just a good person basically. Whew. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Just saying hey. Oh, hey. What's so. up? Hey. hey. Uh, we will rank this episode at the end of the show. Uh, we have two submissions for my favorite episode for Homosphobia. Uh, first from Ozzy. Good afternoon. Uh, before I begin, I want to thank you for your awesome podcast. I discovered it over a year ago and have listened to every single episode from the first one available on iTunes. Hope my five-star review on the Canadian iTunes Store somehow affects your overall ratings. It affects, I think it just affects, I mean, it affects Canada ratings, but I appreciate anyone who reviews this it does help a lot, actually. Uh, it's also the first time I'm writing to any podcast, so I'm a bit nervous, but I feel like I need to share why I love episode 15 of season eight, phobia. Remember watching this episode when it first aired, I was barely 16 years old and I was struggling with understanding my sexuality. I knew I was different, but I did not understand what being gay meant. I blame this on my extremely sheltered childhood that led to me having a very narrow negative view on homosexuality. Needless to say, John Waters' performance made me realize that being gay was not just the stereotypes, but that gay people could be well, for lack of a better word, normal people. As time went on, as I accepted myself, this this episode has a way of cheering me up when I'm down. Uh, The anvil still makes me laugh every time I watch the episode. It's such a ridiculous scene. As I grew up, I learned to appreciate all the nuances of this episode more and more. Last time I a first date a couple of years ago, my date and I were at a coffee shop. A very muscular, handsome man was walking through the shop, hot stuff coming through. He said, I laughed and replied "A man who quotes the Simpsons. I approve. Uh, We laughed. And while neither one of us had a spark in our hair, uh, the spark in my heart was ignited on that date. And now he and I are engaged to be married. Oh, thank you. Ozzie. Uh, and from Mason after a lot of thought I decided that Homer's phobia is my favorite episode of my beloved Simpsons although if I thought about this again in years time or maybe even a few months it would change I understand Uh, This episode has always been a consideration, is one I constantly go back to. I love that Homer is almost infatuated with John until he finds out that he is that way, quote unquote. And there is sudden homophobia, even if before he has been a little bit curious. This episode balanced this problem perfectly. It never makes me hate Homer. And for being honest, an almost 40-year-old man in the mid-90s opinions on the matter would more than likely be worse. Not all, but a lot were raised with a homophobic tendency episode is packed with jokes, and every single one lands so well. It has me constantly laughing. John's extensive knowledge on pretty much everything. His unique use of the English language and the hint that he may be dating Smithers is perfect too. Nice little joke, even if it does direct away from Smithers' love for Burns. Homer's worrying about Bart feels surreal. I'm sure many parents have done this, and every everything Homer tries to do to help, quote-unquote, Bart ends up being a massive failure, bringing my most enjoyed part of this episode. Uh, so much in the episode I love, so I'll just list some of my favorite moments. Uh, quote, I like my beer cold, my TV loud, and my homosexuals flaming. Uh, there's only two kinds of guys who wear Hawaiian shirts, gay guys, and big fat party animals. Bart doesn't look like a big fat party animal to me. Uh, Mm. Bart could shoot a deer. It's like shooting a beautiful man again. Tremendous. Uh, hang on, hang on to a toy boy. You might need it when it starts raining naked ladies and so many more, including the steel mill scene, which is all my all time favorite scene. It's a perfect satire, of what a typical homophobic. We had to think of gay people being like a ridiculous caricature And it's completely hilarious. I know many gay people myself and, uh, and they all love this scene too. Who at the ending after Moe's apparent homophobia earlier episode was just funny about him offering John sexual favors? It's completely stupid, but fits Mo's character well, even if it means it looks like suicide again for me tonight. Uh, I love that, that fruit saved the day with no queer queer. That's what they like to be called, right? Uh, then, of course, uh, Bart's realization after Lisa tells him what's been going on for the entire episode. Uh, all these reasons, among many others... Uh, why this episode is currently my favorite episode of The Simpsons. Also, I'd like to say you two guys are doing a great job with the podcast. I only discovered it a couple months ago and after working through a lot of my favorite episodes, I uh, started to, let's see, I decided to start from episode one. I've listened to 107 episodes in about a month. Whew. That's a lot. Uh, keep it up. impressive. It says, keep it up, dudes. Keep reaching for that rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. That's all you can do. Uh, so, thank you guys for that. If you have a submission, if you have a favorite episode, uh, send it, your reasons why, into Simpsonshowepod at gmail.com, explaining why a certain episode is your favorite. I'll read it when we get to that episode. Next up, Matt, it's time for Comments from the News Group. Okay, here we are, alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the News Group is where I will comb through the old Simpsons news group and see what people were talking about a uh, week or two after an episode debuted, Say what they thought about it, anything else come up in the news, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This episode, believe it or not, Matt, was very controversial. Oh, shocking! I know it, it's not. It's not necessarily bad. It's not not rampant like uh, homophobia or anything on the news group. It's more like a lot of people loved it, like absolutely adored it, A pluses, like best episode of the wow. season, all that. Then there are some people who are extremely negative, like Fs and Ds and Z. someone said gave it a Z because that's the whoa low, that's, Z. that's man. the last letter. Uh, but and and but their problems with it were what we've kind of discussed is the jerk Homer stuff. They think, you know, portraying yeah, right. Homer this way is bad and it makes Homer look bad and it makes the episode bad. And they didn't, uh, and some people were like, I don't, I don't, I, I, that I understand to a certain extent because I was that way for a while. Um, but they also were like complaining about the, the jokes. I, the jokes in this are great. The writing in this is really yeah, spectacular. Right? Uh, and they also complain about John Waters performance, which I don't understand whatsoever. Yeah. He's just, he's basically playing himself. Cause it's not like he can like get, He's himself is a pretty charming man, so it's not you know, he is able to communicate that very well. Uh so I don't I don't understand that. Um also another news, alt. uh TV King of the Hill has been created. Uh oh <laughs> lots of celebration. Everyone's gonna be a stampede over there. Yeah, I guess all the King of the Hill talk, I guess they were trying to get it moved over away from the Simpsons talk. God forbid you talk anything about that's not the Simpsons. That's it. It's a lot. Of, there was a lot of cross talk about that episode. It was, there was a lot of people like it was like, it's the kind of reactions. I mean, when we react to like, why did they think that was bad? It was, it was there already. There were people who were like, are like, did we watch the same thing? Like yeah. uh, it, there, there was a, a lot of reaction like that. couple, uh, it's a, it's a c- couple of a uh, uh, tumultuous weeks in the news group. You know, they got uh, itchy and scratchy and poochie show and now they got Homer's phobia. A lot of controversy clashing
1: well yeah i mean it was it was the last season of the show so obviously they had <laughs>
0: to uh, push it as hard as they could matt i have some news for you what it wasn't this is not, not nearly we still have a long way to go this is not the end of the podcast well they thought it was uh, i if you listen to some of the new doom and gloomers they're like this show is gonna end soon it's so bad it's so terrible sorry uh but that's about it we can move on to our next segment it's time for the listener question of the week
4: let's try one
0: more number Yellow?
3: KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we
4: have a wiener.
0: Yellow? Listener question of the week this week is what is the worst one off character? Lots of great answers, Ooh. lots of repeats. From there was one particular answer that a lot of people seem to consider. And uh, we'll get, well, I, I liked it, but I like everyone. I, I, again, I like it purposely vague because a lot of people have different ideas what worst is, but that's the kind of the point. Uh, from Graham, knows how to get to my heart. Bret Hart because I would have loved him for me an on and off recurring character even if he was just randomly in like angry mobs and stuff over time. Just yeah, just have to mention a wrestler Matt, that's all yeah. it takes. Yeah. I'm a sucker. Well, that's all Robbie
1: will agree with you 100% always.
0: I mean, Bret Hart I, Okay, he's kind of a curmudgeon, but he's still one of the best wrestlers of all time. So I'm not going to I mean, he's a grumpy guy, but I don't care. He's still a very good wrestler and probably actually a decent human, which is not a thing you Bro. can just you cannot unilaterally bestow that quality on a lot of great wrestlers over the years unfortunately uh thomas the simple answer is justin bieber i know he's technically a guest star but the way that the show framed his pointless cameo is offensively lazy lazy and grasping at straws his cameo of not even 20 seconds uh even ends with a title card saying the simpsons will be bieber free from now on which raises the question why even have him on at least lady gaga fit into the plot somehow uh, Rob, if we were talking to celebrities as themselves, sorry, little monsters, but Lady Gaga was the worst. If random new character I go for Ricky Gervais's character in the Wife Swap episode found him very irritating. Uh, from Adam. Definitely agree there. <laughs> Adam, I'll try to make this more challenging and choose someone from seasons two through eight. That is a good challenge. Uh, Don Bracca the try and save security guy from Marge, be not proud. Not that there's anything wrong with the character. That whole episode just always felt too real to me. Uh, yeah, it is very real. <laughs> it is. Like I, one of the most emotionally like difficult episodes to watch, I think, along with this one, honestly. Uh, from Jonathan, the real Seymour Skinner. Uh, that was a uh, that is the most popular answer. There's everyone who answered the real Seymour Skinner. Everyone is like immediately like, "Yep, uh, Dave, I struggle with this one." Scanning through the other responses, the real Skinner, the real Seymour Skinner, works for me. He's intended to be unlikable, but I just can't think of anything else. Uh, yeah. Zach Lena Dunham as Candace in that season 28 episode. Yeah, that was not that wasn't good yeah uh dave uh, david security guard gary coleman yeah sorry no thank you even if it's not a real not even like i don't i did i don't find gary coleman very charming uh john at chopper 311 uh future surfer Bombart. actually all the future one-off characters from the episode are like the president lisa followed not good uh will will's world mn ronaldo and marge gamer season 18 he basically showed up to expose lisa as a flopper yeah uh, and finally, the Simpsons at Simpsons tweets, the real Seymour Skinner, what a gigantic mistake. And, and Man, all, people really didn't they, like him. Uh, multiple like replies to that. It's just like, yep, I, that's my answer. Yes, my answer, too. I agree. Yep. Uh, I actually, I I like, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say I like the real Seymour Skinner. I, I appreciate that episode for what it's trying to do. Uh I don't think it necessarily succeeds in all the things it's trying to do, but it is it's going for something. Uh may not be just not might not end up great. Uh Matt, what is your answer?
1: You know, I had another one, but I, I'm gonna go with Gary Coleman. That's really great. I, I don't find him very interesting at all, and his character was just straight up weird beyond anything. I just it, it really detracted from that episode from which is it's a, not a great episode to begin with, but you know.
0: I think the episode has its merits. I think Gary Coleman is the weak spot in it, honestly. Um, yeah, Frank Grimes Jr. is my answer. Yeah, I figured you'd go for that. Yeah, it's I'm not again. I'm not. I'm nothing but predictable. Uh, pointless. Like Frank Grimes. The whole point of Frank Grimes is that he appears in one episode, then he dies because he can't exist for longer than that because he is fundamentally opposed to what the Simpsons are. Yeah. You just make him a weird son who's like a suddenly like a sideshow Bob type character. It makes uh, it doesn't like it just for some plot contrivance. This is ridiculous. It's dumb. Like, if you're gonna like at least like try and like adhere to what Frank Grimes was, like try and m- be weird and out there, but it's just boring. It's just like, uh, Frank Grimes Jr. Just thinking about it makes me, makes me a little it's, upset. It's,
1: it's going to enrage him.
0: Yeah. Uh, next week's question. What is the Simpsons reference you didn't get until much later? When you think of, can you, you think of one off the top of your head? The first one? Maybe one you appreciate the most or one you oh, went. Oh, man. The one you went. Oh. Basically, everything that involved books for the first five seasons, I didn't
1: get because I had no gauge for classical literature. Like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is this weird round table? I don't get it.
0: Save, Save your answers, man. Don't. You don't, we don't want to spoil it that was just one I mean there's lots of them you're gonna have to pick just one answer. I post this question on all our social media facebook.com slash the Twitter at Simpson you can email us at Pod at gmail.com uh, reach out and t- t- talk to us like us follow us all those things you do on those websites. Uh, Matt guess what? what It is time for the new Google trivia challenge I am to
4: smart I am to smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T.
0: The No Google Trivia Challenges where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. We have a wager for this season. Whoever loses must record themselves singing a Simpson song of the winner's choosing. I am closing in, Matt. I'm getting every week just a little bit closer every uh, day. Uh, yeah. Every week. Uh, yep. I'm a, You start us off. Give me my easy question. All right, sir. Your easy question.
1: And it's very easy this week. What American war is reenacted in The Sweetest Apu? The Civil War? You are correct, sir. It's a pretty American war. It's the only, only American war. Yeah. As I say, exclusively American war. (laughs) Okay,
0: Matt, your easy question. These are all from one specific episode. This is season 14's Mr. Spritz Goes to Washington. Mr.
1: Spritz. Oh, Krusty as the congressman. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Krusty runs for Congress. For what party?
1: Um... I'm pretty sure he's a republican. Is that your answer? Yes, that's correct. let' <laughs> seems pretty republican he's a,
0: yes, he's a republican. What is my medium question? All right,
1: so your medium question uh let's see uh what who does Apu move in with when Manjula kicks him out in the sweetest apu uh
0: i had i think the answer I have in my head is completely wrong. Aww. but I don't know who to guess um, <laughs> hmm, what season is that from?
1: Sweetest Apu. Good question. I don't know. Uh, sorry, yeah, you gotta find the right tab. Yeah, wrong one. Uh, that is 13 actually.
0: Okay. Um you just keep hammering those early teens seasons, aren't you? Um, yep.
1: well, I made like a whole bunch of questions forever ago, and I was just going through those season speaking episodes I kinda liked.
0: Okay. So. Um I can't remember the episode at all. Uh, Homer and Marge—that's my guess. I'm afraid it is Kirk Van Houten. Oh, race I even thought about that for a second. I'm like, it could Kirk's a bachelor, maybe? No, I'm an idiot. Okay, your immediate question: Who, up until this episode, had been Springfield's congressman since 1933?
1: Oh, I know his name. I know his name. Um, um, oh God. I don't know his name, Matt. I want to say it's something stupid like Horace, but because he's, like, super old and he dies, like, immediately. That's why it's a special election, but I don't know.
0: Guess the name, Matt. I need, give me a first and last name. Horace Williams. So close. Oh, really? It is Horace
1: Wilcox. Horace Wilcox. Oh, of course. I'm just dumb like that. I,
0: you got, again, you did a better job than I did. What is my hard question? All right.
1: Which talk show host guest stars in The Sweetest Epu?
0: Okay. Well, there's only so, there's a finite amount of talk show hosts.
1: <laughs> that is accurate. And so
0: it's season 13, right? You said, so season 13 would place it roughly in the mid 2000s. Who was a talk show host in the mid 2000s? That would have been. I'd say
1: early 2000s. 2003?
0: That's mid. Is that not mid? Mm. 2003 doesn't count as mid. We have to go to 2004. That's mid. Exactly. Okay. Um, talk shows. Not Jay Leno. It's not Conan O'Brien. It's not David Letterman. Don't think Jimmy Kimmel had a show then. Could have been a daytime show. Oprah's never guest starred. I don't think. Uh, I think she saw a show in two thousand three. Um, hmm. um. Um. Joy Behar.
1: I'm afraid it was James Lipton.
0: Okay. <laughs> I guess that is a talk show, isn't it? Technically, yeah.
1: It's weird. Like, I was starting to think of what to call him, and I was like, well, I guess it's a talk show. It is a
0: talk show. I, I mean, that is what that is literally what they do. Okay, your hard question. Oh, God. Krusty is found drinking in what bar in D.C.? In
1: what bar?
0: Yeah. <sighs> sign
1: um, gag. Oh, sign gag. I, I got nothing. Nothing at all. It is the drinking memorial. Of course it is. That is fantastic.
0: That's a pretty good. That's a good sign guy. Uh, so we both got one point because uh, we're both really smart.
1: Well, because we both got to the point where we're asking tough questions for anything that's not easy.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, you almost got the medium question right. You were close. Uh, and I br- the, the thought of answering as Kirk's uh, as name really briefly threw through, flew through my head, and then I gave up on it uh, against my better judgment. Um, but, yeah, uh, we are – this is going to be a long one move on to our final segment segment we end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode ever best episode ever this is our show where matt and i rank the episodes categorically we watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are i'm gonna i want to put this one pretty high matt i would agree i'm
1: definitely thinking top 20 for sure i'm saying top 10 Top ten. All right, let's look at it. number ten. Is Who Shot Mister Burns? Part one. Better than it. Black Widow is below it. Lisa's substitute's above it. Yeah, I, de- I definitely agree. Top ten. This episode is so much better than I remember it being. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm actually looking like six or seven. I think
0: we're on the same wavelength, Matt. We're in the same place. Yeah, I really, I, I'm loving this we're we're <laughs> we have some kind of karmic connection here. I was going to say number 7 actually. I was going to say right above Marge the Monorail. I like it right beneath the
1: Lisa the Iconoclast which is like the our uh, one of our top Lisa episodes. Uh,
0: well, the second one. Second Lisa. We have some uh, That's th- why I said one of. Yes. We we are we are we are there, but I think I think that's it, I, going into this I would not have expected to think think this highly of it. I think I would have put it like I was gonna. I was expecting to put it in the twenties or thirties, somewhere in there, like where at least the vegetarian is. But yeah, I rewatching this is just it really says a lot and really does a lot. And all my previous criticisms of it with Homer's jerk, Homer jerk stuff is I've kind of realized it was kind of foolish. Um, so you don't I'm, realize the point of it, essentially. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily think that he's not a jerk I just think I recontextualized it in a certain way like it makes it where you can even in character if you wanted necessarily just like say that yeah everything everything he's done before hasn't shown that he's he's been homophobic at all but you could easily say well like he thinks this is just, this is uh, a like we've kind of said multiple times in this episode feels like he's defending Bart you know he, it feels like right re- this is a righteous cause for him not yeah. him just being a jerk yeah exactly and it feels like he, I could, e- e- like, you could easily see a father, his behavior changing towards someone if he thinks his son is threatened, even if it's completely uh, ridiculous. Like, even if we know that, like, no, of course Bart's not in, in any danger. That's stupid. But he, I, I am able to understand why Homer behaves that way. And it, this episode is really tremendous, and I think it definitely belongs in the top ten. So number seven on our list is Homer's phobia. Uh, number one on the list is still K Fear holding. I th- again another surprise. I was not expecting K Fear to last uh this long. And it it is just going strong. Uh last on our list is Homer's Odyssey number 158. Also holding strong to that. No, there, we got two two really strong episodes for number one and one fifty eight. Stalwarts. Right, Matt? Yep. You gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. I like that. That's good. Uh, you can find this list on our website, simply uh, Links to everything there, to new episodes, downloadable streaming. All episodes are available on our website, uh, along with links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, uh, link to our Patreon. you want to help the show out, throw us a couple dollars. We'd obviously greatly appreciate it. Uh, get some, yourself some bonus content on top of it. Uh, also, this list, broken down by season and in total. Uh, our next episode, Matt, what is it?
1: Ooh, uh, this is... Uh... That's a good question. I mentioned
0: it earlier. Did you really? Oh, it that's
1: right. Uh, the Frasier episode. When you said it was coming up, I didn't realize you meant next time. It is I next brother time. Brother from another
0: series. Brother from another series is our next episode. Get some more, some Saju Bob and some Cecil. You some Cecil? I prefer Cecil myself.
1: <laughs> don't we all, my friend? Don't don't,
0: all, yeah, don't we all? We all, I don't know. I think some people probably do prefer Cecil. Um, Before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. That's R O B B I E D O R M A N. Uh, and please check out my other podcast, "Handsome Boys Comics Hour." It's about comic books and the serial fanaticist. It's about a lot, about lots of different stuff. Whatever I find kind of fun to talk about. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media unless a certain level of Patreon backer. You will not find him that's true however i don't know if
1: any of you have heard but they recently upgraded the ligo uh gravity detector so if you'd like to signal me uh i can siphon off some of their data so you can use black holes even further away and once the new virgo uh detector comes online well we'll be able to try on you that exactly where you are and come pick you up so for all you aliens out there go for it i'm robbie and i'm matt I keep watching the simpsons from wherever in the universe you are <laughs>